This is Janice and Zainab and we are the London Girls. Welcome back, welcome back to our third episode of the London Girls podcast. We've had quite a big break as well. Yeah. Because summer happened and holidays happened and moving home happened. So there's been a lot kind of uh, taking us away from being able to record. Uh, But we've been meaning to get back on it as soon as possible. So now here we are. Ready yeah. to come to you some more stuff. I'm really excited to be back. I feel like I have so much to say. Oh. I feel like I've been saving so much <laughs> for this podcast. And also, just I haven't actually spoken to you as well, like as much. Yeah. Since since we had the break as well, because I guess you kind of end up wanting. I was listening to the read, and they were saying how they try to save when it comes to the topics they're going to talk about. Trying to yeah. save what they're going to talk about. They don't talk about anything until they actually get on the mic. Yeah, which. It's kind of necessary because we we have conversations. We're like, oh, we should have said that on the podcast. Yeah, that's no, not the same. Hopefully, but, we'll get into the habit of doing that. Like, yeah. we'll just say every so then it'll be just a very unfiltered type of conversation. Because mm, we've been talking for about like a two hour catch up before yeah. we actually recorded this. Really, yeah. should have recorded the whole thing. But um, yeah, we're now back with um, basically a review of the Jazz Refest. Refreshed. Yeah, Jazz Refreshed, who yeah. did Jazz Refreshed. Jazz. <laughs> Are you tired? Refest. I'm so tired. <laughs> jazz Refest was the name of it at um at South Bank. So it's by Jazz Refreshed and it's called Jazz Refest. Oh, it's called Jazz Refest. Yeah. I didn't realise. That's why I corrected you and said Jazz Refreshed. You know, I didn't realise either until I, I, I looked back at the, the site. Right. But um, it featured music from Ty and the Ezra Collective, Peter Edwards, Sueta Kinch, Yusuf Kamal, uh, Myriad Forrest, Richard Spaven, who also featured Vula, Carmen Souza, Theo Pascal Espitola, and Nigeria. No, it's not. Nerija. Mm. Um, and it was an all-day festival there were so many families there as well it's like really aimed at just everyone it wasn't some late night thing it finished at about seven o'clock started at 12 um drew an amazing crowd really cool energy there as well uh it was hard to find a seat you were saying earlier as well yeah i actually sat on the stairs for most of it until ty came on then we went to the the pit area but yeah it was really packed i don't think i've ever seen so many people in that part of the South Bank Centre before. What is that space usually used for? It's um, just used for things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks, um, live performances, sometimes fairs. Things you can kind of walk in and walk out of. Yeah. But this was like, people walked in and were staying in, there was a lot of people there in there. There was a lot of people in there. Yeah, it was great. It, it was, was really good. Like, I really didn't expect for it to be as good as it was. I I know I I because ex- I've been to Jazz Refreshed before when it's down at Mau Mau Bar. Mm-hmm. I saw Taylor McFerrin there like years ago. I love Taylor McFerrin. Yeah, and his hair, 
his hair face. defies gravity. Yeah, he's got a pretty face. <laughs> um, but it's um. So I expect I always expect amazing music from them, definitely, and they they put together a great series of acts, and the sound was great. Um, the space as well in terms of how they lit it, it was fun. And it was, we were just, I kept bumping into people who I didn't know were coming, but who mm. were my friends. It was also just, it brought so many people together as well. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great, it was a great way to spend the, the afternoon, really. I saw a few friends who I didn't expect to see as well, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. It's always so nice, like, bumping into people and then having a look, good little catch up. Yeah, stuff. like, not actually planning, okay, we're going to meet now and, like, but you just, you just bump into them yeah. off the cuff. It was yeah, it was it was a good day. Saw um, who else did I see as well on that day? Lyrical was there as well. She was I haven't seen her in years, so it was nice to catch up with her and like see how she was doing. She was helping out on the day, but it was um, I don't know. We I got there quite late myself. Mm-hmm. I know you were there from earlier, yeah. So I mainly saw um, from Richard Spaven, Vula, mm-hmm. and also Tyres. Who was who was the finishing performance? Yeah, those are the two I saw. Vula sounding amazing as usual as well. Mm-hmm. Um, who I haven't seen performing in years. Richard Spaven I haven't seen perform in years as well. Um, but Ty was incredible. He was a great way to end the night. Ty is such a great performer. Like not only is he a really good rapper, but he performs so well. Like he he gives. You can see that he just gives everything, and I just love seeing how passionate he is about. The music that he makes and I, I i hope i don't know if he's still making like actually probably is still making music but i don't know when we can expect new music from ty but i hope it comes out soon mm. i mean maybe, maybe we should check actually see if he's got anything coming out maybe we can link it to the to what we're doing but um yeah. he he also just has a great way of involving the crowd as yeah well. definitely so it you know, people, everyone kind of knew his songs, mm-hmm. singing back to him. And if they didn't, the lines he was repeating out can get anyone, everyone involved really easily. Yeah. And everyone wanted to be involved because the energy was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I saw him. I've seen him perform before, a couple yeah. times before, and that was a really great stage for him to be on and a great crowd to be in front of. Just to witness, yeah, how amazing he is. Yeah. Between a rock and a hard place, we cover more notes than a rock guitar case. I don't take any inspiration for Scarface. Never stood still, I even sleep at a fast pace. The Nat King Cole, unforgettable soul that does not walk the proper Johnny Cash controls. Ring a bell, but don't move for whom the bell tolls. Follow fashions, need to run and sell clothes. No popularity contests, I'm trying to make Meaningful music, my conquest is under shape Whoever's on it, feel the sonic far and wide Close the distance, let's get real platonic and roll Let's start Yeah, overall it was just a really good uh, atmosphere. I really enjoyed the music, and I I hope to see more things like that happening. Yeah, especially as it was free as yes, well. Free. It doesn't sure hurt. Just, it, no, it doesn't at all. And the way it drew people in from outside, mm-hmm. families, like you say, that it's a it's a crowd you've never really seen in that space before. And also, don't forget to check out the Tumblr blog, which will have some photos. What's the blog again? London Girls Podcast. Tumblr.com? Yeah. We're going to have to put a link. Okay. Because I'm so not Has sure. Has it been so long? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. 
Um, yeah, it's London Girls Podcast forward slash Tumblr dot com. I think I might have a forward slash in there. No, I don't think there's forward slash in, in there. Is it just dot Tumblr? Yeah, it's dot Tumblr. Okay, cool. So, moving on now, we have um, a moment just to talk about some of the things we're really into at the minute. Yes, yes, yes. And so this is the music videos and remixes and all yeah. that stuff that we've been really feeling. So, um... Uh, we're going to start off with. Are we starting off with Kendrick or Blake? Oh, not Blake. Blake. Kendrick or Drake? Um, I think we should start off with a Hotline Bling video. Uh huh. Hotline Bling song and Hotline Bling video by Drake. Yes. Um, I, I haven't really listened to. I don't really listen to Drake's music, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, I like the things around him, like the Meek Mill stuff and yeah. all the, the way the drama. people teasing. I like the drama You're around him. You're just really him. here for the drama, Yeah, Janice. but I don't actually listen to Drake's music a lot. Mm-hmm. However, this Hotline Bling song is a complete airworm. And it, even to a point where if I tap my laptop a certain way, I start thinking of, if I start tapping my laptop, yeah. And it just makes me start singing it. Wow. So it's super catchy, super earwormy. It is so catchy. It's so catchy to the point that even if you didn't even like that kind of a song, you probably would like that song. Like even if you're someone who just doesn't even listen to that kind of music. I know. After listening to it five times, when you hear the very, very, like when you hear the intro, you were like, damn, I want to listen to the rest of I the know. song. I know. And the video, and the colours in the video, mm-hmm. the flipping dancing in the video. What, Drake's dancing? Yeah. What, if, if that's what you call dancing? <laughs> I he just, was just, like, feeling himself, innit? He was just doing his own little thing. Um, I wouldn't, I think he was just trying to show us that he's just, you know, ready to like well i think drake has always been him like he's always just done whatever he wants to do but he's never really been that cheesy that cheesy in a music video in fact overtly yeah overtly cheesy because to be honest i don't really look to drake for great music videos like Mm -hmm. in terms of quality and a great narrative or whatever i don't ever look to drake's videos for that but i think this is just an opportunity for him to just like really bring out his cheesy 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 side yeah and like you were saying like still be loved mm-hmm. like he can do no wrong really he can't yeah and the the video was directed by um what's that guy's name director x who's done like so many besides hype williams like mm-hmm. who's done so many amazing notable music videos mm-hmm. uh would you like me to read you some of them yeah sure so i recognize i like sure so he did um i'll read you the ones i think you may know or may be aware of he did kendrick lamar's king quinta which came out earlier this year yeah he did iggy azalea's fancy and yeah i don't care for the iggy girl but (laughs) (laughs) um he did Ciara's Body Party. Oh, right, yeah. And I love that music video. Mm-hmm. He also did... A lot of rap videos, man. Just, like, loads and loads of rap videos. And he's been going for a while as well, because he's going back to 2009. Yeah. I'm really just trying to, like, r- read to you the ones that I'm assuming oh, that you it? would know. Common Universal Mind Control. There's a lot of um, R. Kelly. There's a lot of 
Drake as well. He's done a quite a few Drake, quite a few Drake videos. Um, he, oh, he did Rihanna upon the replay. Oh my gosh, that was like a classic whole ten years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, and he did R. Kelly's Happy People. Oh right, yeah. I really like that video. When everyone's all are, are they all in white? He in did that the Yin Yang Twins, the Whisper song. No way. I have oh to go gosh. back and watch that video. Yeah. He did Workout Plan by Kanye West. I love... Another, the new Workout Plan. Yeah, the new Workout Plan by Kanye West. I love that video. Yeah. It's so funny. It is. Um, Usher's, he did Caught yeah. Up by jo- uh, Caught Up by uh, Usher. And yeah, that yeah. legendary video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, did, did this guy's done... What has he not done in life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss by Jay Z and Pharrell Williams. He's mm-hmm. been going for ages, and it's in. See, he did give me the light, and um, it's interesting that he added that little dance reference in the hotline bling. Have you watched the video yeah. for "Give Me the Light"? Yeah, yeah. What's the name of that dancer who's dancing with Drake at the very end? Oh, I don't know. She's. I think she's also Canadian, but do you know the little dance that she's doing mm-hmm. with um Drake? Mm-hmm. She she did that with Shandabal. She's from the Sean Paul video as yeah, well? Yeah, she is. Oh, they took the lady from the Sean Paul video yeah. back in, like, was it 2002? Yeah, ages ago. Wow. And she still looks amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. She still, still looks got that amazing. Move. She's done a ton of Usher videos, like, You Don't Have to Call, You Got It he Back. He did Mystical Shake Your Ass. Love that video. That video <laughs> changed my life, for real. It did. <laughs> he did Thong Song, uh, but the remix of Thong Song. With Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now we're going into late nineties, late nineties, with um, uh, videos like. Gosh, I'm trying to even see like ones that I remember. Oh, DMX, what's my name? Oh right. Um, Eric Benet. Georgie Porgy. I love that song. In the roller disco. And come back in one piece. Um, Aaliyah featuring DMX. I think that was the soundtrack for Romeo Must Die, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's done. He's done it all basically. Done it all. So yeah, the video was a coming together of all of that a little bit with the yeah. dancing Sean Paul and all the colours. And yeah, I think the lighting is just amazing. I like if I buy a house. When I buy a house, I just want to light my whole house like that. <laughs> Like I feel it like it was quite calming, wasn't it? I feel like one room should be one color, mm-hmm. and another room should be another color. So like, don't paint the walls, just light the walls. Yeah, no, all the walls have to be white, mm-hmm. and then you just light the walls. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, like LED cool. lights, like lots of silhouettes. Yeah, and like yeah, it's it's a pretty video. Um, and then we had um, we just had I. Uh, Zainab's already watched the Kendrick Lamar video of um, If These Walls Could Talk yeah and I've just watched it with her today mm-hmm. it's hilarious the song features Anna Wise Anna Wise from um, what's the name of that band that she's in Sunny Moon and Bilal mm-hmm. I think Bilal's also come up with a, a project recently yeah I think are these going to come are these going to release something or he has just released something I hope so I'd love to hear some new stuff from him yeah um, but the video itself was hilarious. The video is just like with everything Kendrick does, strange. Yeah, because that <laughs> dance sequence with Terry Crews was a bit surreal. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, when I was watching, as soon as I saw the back of his head, and it was like, that's Terry Crews. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can't help but recognize him from the old spice adverts as well where mm-hmm. he's like so mad in that and it's just always very exaggerated exactly so exaggerated mm-hmm. but fun yeah um and, and again i really like the way that video is lit as well it's very yeah. mysterious um it says motel on the building but it's clearly a bit more than a motel yes, yes. <laughs> there's all sorts going on in that video yeah and that guy from the prison he's talking about the reason why he got into prison because <laughs> he, he hit the cop he rear-ended the cop car <laughs> But he's in the video getting danced on by girls and he just looks so genuinely happy. Yep. Yeah. There's no so act in there. No. <laughs> um, it was a fun video. Continuously, I can see your defense mechanism is my decision. Knock these walls down, that's my religion. Wall feeling like they ready to close in. I suffocate, they catch my second win. I resonate in these walls. I don't know how long I could wait in these walls. I've been on the streets too long. Looking at you from the outside in, they sing the same old song about how they was always the cleanest. I beg to differ, I must have missed them. I'm not involved, I'd rather diss them, I'd rather call on you, put your wall up. Cause when I come around, demolition go. If these walls get talk, I can feel you So what else have you been listening to lately or watching over the past couple of months? Um, the, the main thing, obviously listening to all these Drake remixes, all these Hotline Bling remixes, first of all, because oh, the Erica Badu one. Yeah, her version's really wonderful. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so any little thing that she puts out because there's no like major album. Yeah. It's always wonderful to hear something. But Is, When did she last release an album, what, over five years ago? But she's always done that. But she's always she always tours in between though. That's how she makes her money. Mm. She just tours all the time. Yeah. Like she tours a lot like far places. Like she'll tour in Africa, she'll tour in Asia. Yeah. But she's um a smart woman. And then she'll do her little bits. Mm-hmm. But she's also doing a one woman show right now. Where? Um, in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. She's doing um a show is it uh, it's basically something like something called nude or something like that mm-hmm. and it's a one woman show right. and because basically she called it whatever the name is something about being naked mm-hmm. because you know performing by yourself is basically like you know displaying all your emotions being naked being exposed yeah, yeah. um but she um yeah she's she did like a two night special from was it friday night or from thursday night you know i would imagine that she would do something like that just because she has she comes from a performing arts and dance background yeah and it features a lot of acting she's like playing characters Mm -hmm. um as well as obviously involving music but it's about more like comedy and acting yeah oh she's hilarious yeah have you seen like some of her vines no yeah i have the (laughs) vines her vines are so cool she's so funny and um yeah so that's like I say, having having anything from Erica Badu it's when nice. she puts it out, it's a nice little gift. It is a gift for the people.
Michaela Cole's chewing gum. Oh right. On Channel Four. That's what I have been watching. I haven't have been watching all it of it. Bit. But I'm only on episode two, and I actually I had to stop in the middle of episode two. Uh, during the sex scene because right. it was just so grotesque. Was that the episode where the boyfriend got run over? No, that's the first episode where he got run over. He the got first... run over in the first episode, didn't he? Oh, wow. And then she went to the party and then she like hooked up with that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so she, he got run over the first episode. Okay, but it's in the second episode where she realises that he swings for the other team. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that far yet because I'm still not finished. Oh, sorry, I ruined it for you. <laughs> I'm not that far yet because I stopped like I said I stopped at the sex scene Mm -hmm. because it was grotesque yeah so let's just like give like a little bit of a explanation as to what chewing gum is and who Michaela is because I'm guessing that there's some people who are listening who don't understand what we're talking about right now so it's a channel 4 show about a 24 year old girl called Tracy Mm -hmm. living on a council estate right um, working in the local corner shop Mm-hmm. And basically, all of her experiences with her friends from the estate and the the area she lives in. And she's black African as well, with like a really, like really serious Christian mother. Yeah, like kind of like to the point of Bible bashing Christian sort of thing. But the the, the sister and the mother are my favorite. You think so? Yeah, I really enjoy them. The <laughs> sister is a she's really special. I really enjoy those two characters. Um, but basically, yeah, so it's about her, you know, marrying up christian life with her her life and her day-to-day life and trying to date and trying to lose her virginity mm. um and yeah I, i'm saying it's grotesque like what was happening but mm-hmm. i thoroughly enjoyed it i was just finding it hard to watch but i am thoroughly enjoying it yeah and i think a part of that is like i think i told you when i watched the first episode um and i'd also been watching a little bit of um along with chewing i was what i was recapping Miss Jocelyn as well. Little Miss Jocelyn. Little Miss Jocelyn. Because I never actually watched it when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's because it felt like, even just from the adverts, I was like, this feels like some coon. It, it, it is. Silliness. And it was and it is coonish. Just like yeah. the ultimate coonery. Yeah. But I think what we call coonery probably is called slapstick in mainstream media. Yeah, that's but true. Because we're we very have, sensitive yeah, about our image so and representation. Sensitive. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like a thing of, well... I'm not saying I want to see coonery. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to see slap. I want to see black women mm-hmm. basically doing slapstick, be mm-hmm. being not necessarily carefree, but like just displaying the silly parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. And also the displaying fear. black humor as well, because black humor can be very silly and very funny as well. Yeah, but we're kind of not allowed to because of the history of coonery and because of the yeah. history of just how we were represented. Like so, with the minstrel show and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or just being, you know, just having these kind of one-dimensional really poorly kind of represented individuals and because nothing else is represented of us mm-hmm. it's like only this was being represented for a long time right it's like we can't keep going back that like we have to show all the other facets of us and how amazing we are and other but it's like no sometimes like let's do some slapstick silliness yeah so so do you actually like chewing gum despite like the politicalness of yeah it's like highly it. offensive in certain points yeah um it is yeah, like I say, slapstick is grotesque. The mm-hmm. sex scenes are grotesque. But I was saying earlier as well, I relate to some of it. Like some of the silliness about, you know, when she has sex, she's not sure if she's pregnant. She's like panicking. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a place I feel like I've I've been in in terms of not understanding how sex, being young and not understanding how sex works and like panicking. And I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that someone is displaying this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it's a hard watch. And I can imagine 
people turning off from it because it's like it's it's too ridiculous i it's really ridiculous to me i mean i i'm happy for michaela i've seen her perform her poetry yeah. a while back and i'm just really happy to see her in this position however i just i just can't enjoy this show i watched episode one you know the, the you know what i find funny about the show is the guy is the boy really <laughs> i find him funny because he's clearly gay and it's like he's just <laughs> oh what the first boyfriend yeah the, oh, the bible bash yeah. Yeah, yeah he's clearly gay like i find that so <laughs> funny um but yeah just just it's just i don't know it's just not for me it's it's an extreme i think mm-hmm. it's because it's, it's an extreme full of stereotypes full of really extreme offensive things mm-hmm. but i think did you ever watch some girls on bbc3 um, I think I watched a little bit of it. I think I watched like two episodes of it, yeah. but I didn't follow through with it. I liked some girls. It had a, a black female lead as well. It did, but it wasn't slapstick. It was like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't slap. It was silly at times, but it wasn't slapstick. Because I really, I really enjoy Smack the Pony. I really enjoy just like women being ridiculous. Yeah, and I haven't seen a black woman doing that yet. Mm-hmm. And Besides so, Miss Little Miss Jocelyn. And which I didn't watch. So initially I don't watch Miss <laughs> Jocelyn. But I, when I started watching Chewing Gum, I was like, some episodes were linked to mm-hmm. Little Miss Jocelyn. And I watched mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like her favourite, my favourite character from her is the woman who's in the office, Fiona, who's right. denying that she's black. And then every oh, time a black yeah. man comes in the office, she like loses her shit. Every what, time. What exactly happens? So for example, one of the guys, um, he was a delivery guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he's coming in on a moped or something and he's like, delivering a parcel. She's like, just wait there. Don't, you know, don't associate yourself with me or whatever. And wow. then- Oh, I think she, I remember this. Yeah, and then somehow she links everything they say because she's got all these stereotypes in her head and she doesn't want to be associated with this thing. Somehow it always comes back to them talking about their penis, right? She said, they, could say, they could say something that's not to do that and she'll link it back to that because she's thinking about their penises. She wow. is. That's what, as a character, that's what she's doing as this, this character. So, and then she'll somehow basically jump on them and basically like feel them up in the middle of the office and have like these outbursts because she can't control herself. Don't you ever like think how on earth did Miss Jocelyn get away with half of that material? I know. And then because the- it was on BBC Three and it was on at like eight o'clock or maybe ten actually. Yeah, it was. It's it's quite inappropriate. Then there's the the one I've got. Oh, was it? I've got the one was like the, the, like the dog. Pulling along the floor, I'm like yeah. doing the action like they can see this. Yeah, I'm just saying I've got what is it? I've got oh, when dogs get that thing and they drag their bums across the floor because they've got fleas or something. Not fleas. I've got oh, and then her and her mum. It was it was hilarious. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. it was so stupid. Yeah, and slapstick. And it's like it's what I'm missing from my life. I want to see slapstick comedy. Mm. I enjoy. I, you know, Smack the Pony hasn't been on for ages. For I, me, it feels like that. I think I was too young. I used to watch Smack the Pony. But I was, at the time, I was too young to even really grasp the comedy. To uh-huh. grasp, like, what is really, really, really good. Because, you know, when you're young, like, you just laugh because you assume, yeah, that's meant to be funny. Sure. But I think, what I'm trying to say is that if I was to watch Smack the Pony now, I think I'd get a different understanding. You think of so? It. Yeah, because Smack the Pony was on when I was, like, what, 10, 11, 12? Okay, so I was probably a little bit older, like, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And... I know, I loved it. And this, I mean, Michaela Cole's show feels like that kind of slapstick. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just want to see more black people being able to be slapstick without the sensitivity of, you know, coonery yeah. and what that brings. I think you have a lot of 
um, men, especially black American men who have been doing it and do it because they can so easily get away with it. Yeah, Key and Peele yeah. can venture off into slapstick, definitely. Exactly. And especially like shows like Black Jesus mm. and also... But that's um, America though. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about British TV. In British it hasn't, yeah, culture, it hasn't yeah. come through. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's definitely true. So I'm I'm finding it I'm finding it hard to watch in terms of just visually. It's like oh my gosh, but I am mm. enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I really am enjoying chewing gum at the moment. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. It might kind of change. Yeah, yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see like the character development because obviously she's this very sheltered, you know, coming from a Christian home doesn't really know anything mm. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens to her character as she starts to wise up and as she starts to develop and we start to see her like getting into this relationship with this guy and stuff like yeah. that it'll be interesting yeah just <laughs> she's she's a very physical actress as well mm-hmm. and she's she's not like the faces she makes as well and yeah, very comical it's highly comical i'm enjoying that because i enjoy slapstick mm-hmm. i enjoy silly things a lot and I just, yeah, I want to become desensitised to, to seeing that and thinking coonery. Mm-hmm. But not completely desensitised to the point No, no, be aware of it, obviously. Yeah. But you still to want me to enjoy well, it for what it is. I'm still enjoying it, yeah. yeah. I'm currently still enjoying it. I don't enjoy all of Miss Jocelyn's stuff. It's particular characters. <laughs> I like the bum-dragging one, mm-hmm. and I do like Fiona, who's denying her blackness. Did you... But do you remember now the nurse... Oh, <laughs> I watched the nurse. The nurse that will tell anybody. Um, so basically, the character is um, this overweight Nigerian nurse who does all sorts of spiritual practices in the in the in the general practice, mm. as opposed to practicing proper medicine. Yeah, like anyone who comes in, she'll blame she'll blame their ailment or issue down to weight, uh-huh. and she'll point to a chart saying. You are this. And she, it's, it's actually a, a picture of a whale. Right. And she'll say, the government doesn't want you to be like this. The government wants you to be like this. And then it will be like a skinny animal, like a rat. I don't know. It yeah. just be something very it was, silly. It's foolish. It's absolutely foolish. It's just very, very silly. But yeah, I, I, am, I am enjoying those particular characters. And yeah, I want to continue like going back through the the episodes she's got, seeing any any more characters. But for now, I've only like seen two episodes of it. There was another show that Miss Jocelyn did with with another black woman. Really, I, I can't remember something Queens. I can't remember what the content was really based around, but it was just silliness, and mm-hmm. it was it was quite funny. But I didn't watch. I didn't watch any. I didn't watch enough to even remember sure. what was going on. Sure, but... but I think they were like doing stuff in public, like kind of pranking people in public. But that's part of Miss Jocelyn as well. Like, mm-hmm. she'd take the characters out into, like, shopping centres yeah. and engage with the public and then film it. Mm-hmm. Like, with a kind of candid camera style. Yeah. Um, th- there was a really funny one with the... Um, I think he's a Nigerian uh, car instructor, driving instructor, mm-hmm. who doesn't actually have a licence. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> if you don't crash, you pass, basically. <laughs> and was, he'd, he'd do that, basically, with uh, trying to get... He's trying to recruit young kids to come on, to, on board his... <laughs> He's driving school. It's like, if you don't crash, you pass. And then he'll get them to dance. It was, it was silly. It's just, yeah, slapstick silliness. Outrageous. And I need more of that in my life, so I'm enjoying it I right wonder now. what Miss Justin is up to right now. I don't know. Like, what on earth is she doing right now? Maybe he's got something else in the works, like writing more stuff. Hopefully. Like, she actually got to BBC with that madness. Yeah, she that's what I'm just... saying. <laughs> Do you think that that stuff could come on BBC 3 today? 
Mm. Well, BBC Three is like the alternative BBC, isn't it? It is, but still, they they are still quite sensitive of what they put out. And and I, and I say madness in a sense that like it's it's it looks like it's just the the odd thought bits of her mind she mm-hmm. put on screen mm-hmm. because even the opening sequence I was telling you the opening sequence yeah. is wild she's like cutting off someone's head in the cartoon characters cutting yeah. off someone's head and eating it or something in the yeah. opening sequence <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's extreme mm-hmm. it's really it's like her extreme thoughts mm-hmm. and she was allowed to display it I I did meet her very briefly once a long time ago and just very very briefly but and she's just very she has a very big personality. Yeah. So I I believe that what the material that you were seeing on TV was very much from her imagination. Yeah. I do believe that it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> but um, that's the main that's the main show I'm watching right now. In terms of like online, I've kind of dropped off watching Black and Sexy, and I need to catch up with it because I actually really want to. I can't keep up with they have, they have so, so many much shows. Stuff. It's just a lot. It's too much going on. We need on. to pick something to watch and like follow it through I and like watched, talk okay, on it so I watched Rumi Lover Friends oh yeah I was so behind on that but I, but I lost track because there was just too much going and on and the shows crossover. Yeah. they do crossover episodes and then there was the one where it's um, is it called Couples where it's two friends yeah that uh, Cupid like, yes the yeah. Cupid the okay okay Cupid uh, hello Cupid hello Cupid it was no it is hello because the song's like hello Hello. Hello. It's Hello Cupid, Hello. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that narrative just was very strange with how one pretended to be the other person yeah. but then actually fell for that guy. Yeah. Um, and then they also have this other show called Sexless. I, I really love the opening of Sexless, mm-hmm. first, but I haven't followed, I haven't remembered to catch up on the following episodes. I've watched like, the first lot. episode a lot. They have so much content lot. and it's great. And I think they're getting into um, monetizing. Yeah, they started showing, I think When We Love Our Friends is on BET now. Really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. It's, there's something that's on BET. Congratulations, um, Numa and partner. Yeah. Honestly, I really do stand for the Black and Sexy team because I remember when they first came out with that film. Did you ever watch the Black and Sexy film? The film? Yeah, the feature film that started everything off. Crumbs, I don't think I did. No way. Oh, please send me that. I will. I'm sure I have sent it to you in the past and you did watch Is it. Is it available on their channel? No. I don't know if I, I've seen I this. I highly doubt... People, many people know about this film. The film is called "It's a Good Day to Be Black and Sexy" or something like that. Okay, because that's like their tagline. Like, that's their tagline yeah, for and the show, and the for film, the, all the shows, all the channel. And the film is like it's kind of like a similar narrative of crash. Well, I won't say crash, but it, it has lots of different um, narratives. Some are, some intertwine, but m- most of them are self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you so you can okay, watch it. Okay, I want to see that. But yeah, um, I love the Black and Sexy. I love what they're doing. I really do think it's amazing to have this like network that is also like giving jobs to black actors and actresses. Yeah. Like, Because if the roles are not there, mm-hmm. you know, for them to fill, it's like it's not even a matter of, you know, how, how are we going to... Uh, there's there's nothing for you to even apply for. There's nothing for you mm-hmm. to to audition for. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 no way to really get the work because people are not writing the characters. Have you seen? I saw this little clip of um, Lee Daniels. Is it Lee Daniels? Yeah. The guy who Empire. writes Empire. Yeah. He was in this like writers room thing. Oh, I saw that. And he was cussing these white writers for not having any 
uh, writers of color. Yeah. He's like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And he was like saying how I hate white people write, writing for writing black characters, uh-huh. like writing for black actors. And you know what? Yeah. I don't, not to say that white people can't write for black characters. They really can. But some t- topics really just you know just hire a black person to write it but yeah that comes from having a diverse team exactly because there's no diverse team and there's like a bunch of white people writing a black character Mm -hmm. that's where i think those issues crop up Mm -hmm. if you had a diverse team yeah it would be a mix of people writing these characters Mm -hmm. having all the you know it it would work it would work in their favor it would work in their favor in terms of the audiences they draw as well yeah you'll only make money from doing that so why not just do it the the guy was just so uncomfortable and yeah. he was deflecting in every type of way yeah, possible. He, he was, was like he was like, But do you have any Asian writers? He was just not happy with being called out. In fact, white people are never happy with being called out on their shit. Let's well, just I guess face it. If anyone being called out, it's gonna be an awkwardness. Uncomfortable. But yeah, that was that was on screen, that's available on on the internet. Yeah. You know, it's it's horrible for him, obviously. Um but yeah, those that's the main thing I'm watching is trying to watch chewing gum. I'm so behind on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta that I'm still on the bloody, what is it, the third series? That For me, that is just so long ago. I can't even remember what was happening. Oh, like, but it's so current for me. And I know it's like, it's so over it now. Everyone's yeah. like moved on to like Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. But you are aware of Mimi's sex tape. And... Yeah, that's, okay. that's what I'm up to now. She's oh, just started watching... watching it. Oh, so you're, okay. Because you're not that far behind. Am I not? Right? Because there's only I like so late. There's only with, one the more whole... season. I think there's only one more season after that. Yeah, but that's the that's what I mean. I'm basically watching trash TV at the minute, and mm. then watching like actual scripted, properly scripted shows. Mm-hmm. I know that Love and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is apparently scripted. Do you watch the Greenlight Project? No. I really want you to start watching it What's because that? <laughs> it's a documentary about um, HBO. And they award uh, like a relatively new filmmaker three million to make their first feature film, okay. or to make a feature film, and um, yeah, it's really hard to explain if you don't watch it because I'm not always very good at explaining things, but I think you should watch it. You will really like it. Yeah. The producer of the of the feature film is a woman called Effie Brown, I think. Okay. And um, she produced Dear White People. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which I still haven't watched. But... Which I still haven't watched, and to be honest, I probably will not watch it. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care for <laughs> that film. Um, yeah, and the guy who's the who's directing the film, who also wrote the film, the feature film as well, his name is Jason Mann, is just a very difficult person to work with mm-hmm. and much of the narrative is centered around the tension between Effie and Jason Jason is very anal yeah. about things he's very obsessed it is a real life thing or is it meant to be a scripted thing it's real life oh, it's a wow. documentary about making a fi- feature okay. film being funded by HBO and it's it, not like a made in Chelsea style love and hip hop no, Atlanta no, no, style no it's real like the things are happening but they're scripting it a little bit to like no, no, no! It's real. Oh, cool! It's real, and a lot of it it kind it touches on issues of gender, sexism, yeah. and and race as well, because there is this. Um, so we're kind of getting to see these things that are hashed out behind closed doors. Exactly, because in the um, when they were putting together the film, um, there was this conflict that FB had with Matt Damon 
Effie said that in order for diversity, in order in order for there to be a diverse team, or in order for it to have in order for you to have any genuine diversity in a film, there also needs to be diversity in the writer's room, not only just the cast. Uh-huh. Matt Damon was like, no, it just needs to be the oh, cast. I briefly saw that, yeah. And I saw everyone that. was like, coming for Matt Damon. <laughs> was coming for Matt Damon. Um, and then there was also another issue with Jason. He didn't write any characters of colour uh-huh. in the film, and the only person of colour was a servant. Oh, right. And Effie, even though Effie is she's the producer like she doesn't really have a say in what goes on in the story but still mm-hmm. she said look i'm not having that i'm not gonna have the only person of color in this film is gonna be a, a waiter yeah so she got that changed great and i just thought to myself wow like this black woman is like my hero like i want to be her mm-hmm. for real i mean because it's really hard to make a film it's really hard to make a film, especially when you have to work with so many, like a big number of people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really want you to watch. watch okay, it. I will. How far in is it? Um, there's only like seven, eight episodes so okay. far. Okay, okay, I'll I'll catch up. And on they're that. all like half an hour each. It's quite easy to watch. Excellent. I, I will. I'll get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still settling down, but I will find the time to definitely start watching these bits. Mm-hmm. And there was another thing. Um, is it polyglot? Why? Right. What is polyglot? This was, I think, was it called polyglot? It's the one about the girl living in. Oh yes, the short films. Um, it's like the, the web series. Epi- yeah, web series. Yeah. But I, I think the episodes have kind of petered out. I kind only of got watched halfway and it's very, very short. But it's like really beautifully shot and it's... like really kind of understated and lovely. It is beautifully shot, but for me, I felt like it was too short to grasp. I don't know. I just couldn't figure out what was what, what this was going to be, where yeah, it was going. Yeah, and I think it petered out a little bit after about three episodes mm-hmm. or something. Uh, hopefully they bring them back and like, finish it off. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple of web series, which I need to start watching again once I'm, I'm a bit more settled at home. Um, anything else you're watching as well? Um, I watch How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, I need to... <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. Um, I keep meaning I'm to. I'm not going to say anything about it then because I don't want to Okay, spoil. we'll save that for another episode once yeah. I catch up. Um, Do you, you watch Scandal, don't you? I fell off Scandal. Okay, then that makes it too I feel so left out. I fell no, off Scandal so No, that's so right I don't watch it either. I yeah. really, I always felt like I was the only person who didn't watch Scandal. No, no, I'm not watching I really it. can't stand that show. Really? It's too much. Why is every moment like <laughs> so dramatic? Drama. It's too much. It's way too much. All the, all the... The camera zoom in or the lip quivering. It's just <laughs> it's just way too much for me. Oh man. Yeah. Um well that that was it really. I think we just like had a this has been a proper catch up yeah. just over the last couple of months. Yeah, I mean it's it's been nice to catch up with you and it's been interesting to speak to you about stuff that you're into. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think we can kinda conclude this we can conclude this episode. Episode three. Yep. Of London Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sorry about our little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we need, we need, if you need a break, you need a break, yeah. innit? I'm not sorry. I needed a break. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, catch up soon. We'll, we'll be posting more. And yeah, we will speak with you all again soon. We'll speak to each other again soon. You can listen, basically. Yeah. Ciao. Bye.